I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Liz. Hi, I'm Annie. And welcome to the research room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And today uh, we are all going to be talking about another paper. Uh, as we said in the last episode, uh, we all just want to talk about like stress and coping, basically. Like there's a lot of stress <laughs> happening uh, in this. Uh, I mean, all the, for, definitely for the past like couple uh, of years, I think, uh, almost soon. Um, but uh, there's also other things coming up uh, with school, especially, right? So whether that is uh, K through 12 or for college, like people are starting to go back to school um, <laughs> for better or worse. So uh, we wanted to focus our attention on this exact topic. Um, what can we potentially do to help with some of the anxiety symptoms that students might be feeling? Um, so we are talking about this paper, Randomized Controlled Trial Assessing the Efficacy of Expressive Writing in Reducing Anxiety in First-Year College Students, the Role of Linguistic Features. Um, this was done by Robertson and her colleagues back in 2020, so just last year. Um, and I think before I continue on, uh, I think, Annie, maybe if you could just explain a little bit about what expressive writing even is and why is it so important? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I'll give a brief, brief introduction of expressive writing. Um, so think of yourself like uh, experiencing some negative events. It could be like really severe, like, you know, traumatic events that makes a really uh, big remark in your life. Um, so when people experience these kind of negative or traumatic events, I think it's very natural for people to kind of shut them off like completely and like stop thinking about them, not even like wanting to um, like face them. But what expressive writing literature suggests is that stop doing that. Like it's actually better if you confront them. And one way by doing so is kind of engaging in this like writing experience where you just write about your deepest fears and your deepest emotions about that experience. Not, you know, even too much, like maybe for 15 to 20 minutes a day. And that itself can reduce your anxiety and your fears and your negative emotions about the experience that you had. Um, and ev even more so, it not only decreases your anxiety, but research has shown that it also reduces your physical symptoms. You know, for example, if, you're ex if you've experienced traumatic events, it can definitely negatively impact your like physical um, health as well. So because, you know, feeling tense obviously leads to feeling more sick and etc. So um, expressive writing has been really shown to be influential in, you know, reducing not only your negative emotions, but also, you know, improving your physical health in the long run. So um, given that rich literature, what this paper tried to do is to, you know, apply this expressive writing context uh, in first college year students, because obviously when they um, come into come into a new environment, uh, they experience a lot of anxiety. Um, so um, Alex will uh, continue on with what they actually found in the paper. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for telling us the history of that. Um, this is also just like from an expert herself in expressive writing. Uh, she has worked with a person who basically uh, created this. <laughs> like, it doesn't Very get cool. much better than that. Oh, no, um, I hope I did a good job. Um, I could have done better, but um, no. no way. <laughs> we, can, we can set aside a whole podcast episode so that you can yes, give all can. the more information about it. Because there's so much that goes with expressive mm. writing, really. Um, but that was the basic breakdown of it. Um, so exactly what Annie said is that um, they tried to apply expressive writing to first um, first year college students, and they wanted to see does this actually decrease anxiety symptoms. And super important, right? Like uh, especially like the transition from high school to college, like that is a pretty major shift uh, for a lot of people. Um, it's a different kind of like workload. Uh, the the courses you're taking are much higher level. The kinds of writing that you have to do, like so much more writing and reading. Um, there's uh, the unfamiliar kind of like setting that you're like you're around all these strangers that like are not necessarily even from like your hometown like you these are just people from around the world uh, potentially um, that you're, you're meeting for the first time um, there's so many things that go into this uh, having to figure out like potentially finances and <laughs> like how to, how to eat healthily on your own uh, without your parents um, if, if you end up actually leaving your parents in this case um, yeah so with all these kinds of things happening um, you have to figure out uh, for yourself like how, how do you actually like balance all this like uh, with like the social life of it all and then the educational aspects of it so with that like mounting press pressure on people um, uh, this paper actually reports Reported, um, the statistic 32.5% uh, of college students end up feeling anxious uh, in the past year uh, during their first year. Um, and 11.9% uh, met full criteria for an actual anxiety disorder, which I think is absolutely like insane, right? Like that's a pretty high number. <laughs> um, can you imagine like just if you were like in a workplace or like if your friends were like this, like a third of them uh, are feeling anxious, like yeah. those kind of, that's that's that's, uh, that's very difficult like not just for them but like also for you like to always have to be around that like those effects are um they spread um it's not just uh for that individual right so um super important topic uh, to figure out how do we actually reduce anxiety symptoms here um so what they did was they uh, broke up um, these college students into two different groups um so they had a few pe uh, a few people 45 people uh, in an expressive writing group <laughs> <laughs> Uh, relatively few, um, but so 45 um, students in an expressive writing group and then 45 students in a non-emotional uh, writing group. And uh, for three days, they each uh, wrote about uh, experiences, um, uh, sometimes mostly uh, related to college, but not necessarily. Um, and then they also had follow-ups. So they want to see, do these interventions actually um, have lasting effects? So they had a one-month follow-up and a six-month follow-up. And, uh, and the basic uh, rundown here is that both of these groups ended up having lower anxiety symptoms. Um, so not just the expressive writing, but also the non-emotional writing. And uh, that is um, not expected. Uh, the, like going into this, I would not have expected that. Um, I don't know, Liz and Annie, if uh, you feel any differently. Um, but definitely surprising um, that both of them had that um, kind of effect and also both of them ended up lasting. Uh, so at those follow-ups, um, they ended up having um, less anxiety symptoms at the one month and six month follow-ups. Um, 
so that is the basic gist of it. Uh, I guess one other thing is that within the writing, so because we have like this nice rich data, we have these like full on, I'm not like essays, but like uh, they're, they're hopefully like some of their deepest thoughts. They wanted to see what are some of the actual like linguistic features that might um, predict why anxiety symptoms are being decreased. And so they specifically looked at um, your own focus and your attention. So are you um, focusing on yourself? Um, are you saying words like I and me? Um, and potentially that's like also like having some like autonomy and like control over uh, some of these things. Um, and then also looking at affect words. So affect, um, you can just think of it as emotion words. Uh, so how positive, how negative um, are they um, saying these things? Are they talking about um, like how mad they are, how angry, how sad, um, or how happy and like joyful and things like that. So um, Oh, I mean, they, they found a lot of things with this. I don't know if, if it's worth it uh, to say just right now, but maybe I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, we'll get into the details in a little bit. Um, but they also looked at all these linguistic features as well. Um, so I, I've said a mouthful. Uh, maybe if someone else wants to take over and just uh, say something. I mean, I think like bridging on that, right? It's like, we should probably talk about, you know, the advantages and like the benefit mm. um, of this study. So I think like first and foremost, you know, it is longitudinal. So they had them come in repeatedly, you know, over the course of time. Um, so I feel like that's great, right? To actually track this over time. Um, and, you know, the fact that, so in research, we, we talk about like something called like missing data. So what mm. happens is like usually over a longitudinal, I can't even talk, longitudinal <laughs> course, of, uh, course of the study, you tend to like have people drop out um, due to the course of like the study, right? They find it too burdensome, things like that. Um, and in this study, there actually wasn't a lot of missing data for what we call like attrition. So like for that alone, like this was like a pretty, pretty decent study. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, they must have been able to get a good amount of like just building like rapport uh, with these students to uh, like have them stay like they are stressed out enough, right? Like they have all the like course load and like things like that, right? Or, like we have to do um, the study already... too? Gosh. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, we have to write more, like <laughs> get out of here. Um, but they stayed. Uh, so that's great. <laughs> and I also feel like um, the low attrition rate kind of reflects that students kind of like benefited from the experiment itself like mm. otherwise why would they keep coming back and even after six months right so you know I'm wondering if that's why you know they ended up finding non-difference between expressive writing and non-expressive writing group given that the writing itself like regardless of the group could have been beneficial for students in some way that they continued uh, to participate in the study but you know we can you know uh, discuss this later but yeah, that's something that I want, wanted to bring up. Definitely. It could be like yes. the social support they feel like by interacting with right. like the team, the research team. There's so many reasons like why potentially mm -hmm. it was beneficial for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so then what else, what else is happening in this paper? Who wants to ask uh, the first question? It's you, Alex. I don't have a question. That's good, though. <laughs> uh, I know that you two have some great questions already, and I, I think um, I think uh, we can go ahead and and move on. So maybe some critiques um, and uh, other thoughts here. I'm all about critiques. Do you want me to start with one, Annie, and then you can? <laughs> yes, jump Please in. Please go ahead. So even though the study's great for all the aforementioned reasons, right, um, they do have a small sample size. So there's something that we talk about um, in psychological research called power, right? So you want to have like an adequately powered study. 
Um, and in this study, it's not really adequately powered um, to do all the different testing, um, hypo hypothesis testing that's happening. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's potentially a criticism um, of, this, of this work. Yeah, maybe another one that um, relates to my introduction about expressive writing in the first place is that like expressive writing really works um, when people write about their really like deepest fears that makes a uh, really profound impact on their lives. And I think one limitation is that in this study, um, the instructions given to expressive writing group, they won't they didn't specifically touch on that like they asked participants just to write about you know their college experience and it's really not sure like how much you know fears and how much traumatic that was uh, for participants so in that sense I think that could have undermined you know the effects that were established about expressive writing and I'm kind of surprised that given that they had really rich data, like the writing data that they had, they could have done a content analysis too, right? Like, so, you know, the things that participants mentioned, like how severe are these um, for participants and they don't, you know, quite like go deeper into that. So it's, it, I think the study, although like it was done, you know, very, Great, and it was a longitudinal study, which is very difficult for psychological research. Uh, the procedures and you know the data and the results that authors report do some leave you know open open questions. Um, so I think that could be one limitation of the research. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, maybe let me try to like put together uh, the two things that you just said, because I, I think they're actually like pretty related points. Um, so this idea of power uh, that uh, we don't necessarily have enough people to make uh, some uh, claims about like how, su um, how supportive is this intervention? Um, do we know for sure uh, is expressive writing really the same effect as this non-emotional writing? And I don't know if we have enough people to like really distinguish that um, because um, the effects are probably fairly small here. Um, to see a small effect, you need a lot of people, like you need it to be a lot more convincing compared to like something that's really in your face. And like, we see like, oh, that's a really big effect. Like we know like that's um, like, it's, it saves your life or like something like that, right? Like that, if we know something of that kind of nature, then uh, we don't necessarily have to see as many uh, people. Um, but um, when it's something that is, is smaller, like uh, just writing about, uh, about your life and then seeing uh, do anxiety symptoms, um, end up decreasing, like you would want to see a very reliable pattern emerge with like a lot of different people um, before making that that kind of claim. Um, so uh, I, I think because it was also such mild anxiety uh, that and anxiety symptoms that were here, um, we really do need to see like a little bit more people uh, to see um, what we make of this. Um, and I think that kind of speaks to Annie's point as well, where like, um, usually expressive writing is for like more traumatic experiences. Um, like I, I'm familiar with like expressive writing with breast cancer, like that is a very traumatic experience. Um, and uh, I mean, you usually also like do this for a lot longer uh, in those kinds of cases. Um, it's not going to be just three days and like you're magically <laughs> better. Um, but like for something smaller like this, like not to say that it's not, it's a huge life transition, of course. Um, 
but uh, I mean, there's also many positives uh, that go on with like this transition. So uh, yeah, who knows what they were even talking about? <laughs> like, I, I think the researchers could have and, and maybe potentially should have uh, talked a little bit more about like what kind of topics um, were actually brought up. Um, it's not that many people. It would be nice to know what, what are some of the themes that came up uh, here? Were they actually talking about like, let's say leaving their parents or were they talking more about like financial kinds of things? Were they talking about health things? Were they talking about classwork? Like all of these potentially have different effects and it would just be, it'd be nice to know what's happening mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we can, you know, talk about some promising, I don't know, some results, hmm. at least, you know, the paper uh, did um, mention. So because I think the authors didn't really find much differences across the groups, what they instead did was to see um, any differences uh, within people who are uh, who were um, assigned to expressive writing group versus non-expressive writing group. And what, what they find is that among those assigned to the expressive writing group, uh, the more first personal pronoun, first person pronouns that um, these participants use, the better outcome of this writing. So like, what do you make of this? What, what do you think it means? And what kind of suggestions do you think we can give <laughs> to participants regarding this? At least yeah. the idea or something. I, I, I definitely it's have an, things, but it's an open question. So I was thinking, mm. like one possibility, right? Just to express uh, to explain, like why they might have lessened anxiety is, you know, they're interacting with more people. Their social networks are expanding. So maybe it's just by virtue of like being around more people, um, having more social support. Hypothetically, maybe that's why they're uh, showing lessened anxiety. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's definitely possible. Um, and maybe that's also why we don't see those, like why one uh, intervention isn't better than like the control group. Um, like potentially they just all kind of had a little bit more social support and they both ended up doing a little bit better. Um, but when it comes to like the actual first person plural, uh, not plural, I'm so used to saying we talk, uh, first person singular. <laughs> Pronouns. Uh, um, so saying I and me, um, I, I think that, um, there is something there uh, that I think is good that like if you can focus on yourself and, and how you're actually dealing with like any kind of like whether that's anxious uh, kind of feelings or also just like any kind of stress that you might be feeling like if you can somehow take control of that like that I think it's super helpful um, rather than it just being like oh I'm being like taken over by like how uh, anxious I feel or like how stressed out I am um, like there's no actual like way for me to get out of this but if you start to like place yourself in the situation and you start to like mm. feel it out and you you know that like oh it's actually not as bad as i, I thought it was um like I, I think that's when you might also see like these these i and me like sort of statements that um positively related or not i mean positively in the sense of you decrease the anxiety symptoms um here uh, so I, I that's kind of what i make of it yeah and also in re in relation to that one thing that i was thinking about was that like when you know our students like transition into college they start to have more expectations right like mm. expectations to good in school and expectations to get along with others and maybe like rather than focusing on these kind of like external expectations mm. like when it comes to your figuring out your emotions maybe it's better to really like focus on what you want and like how you feel um, and you know that could be beneficial in terms of like the reducing anxiety for students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's such a good point um, that like, 
the the idea of expectations and like you you're put under so much pressure from uh, now your teachers and your professors and like potentially also if you're like the first in your family to go to college like yeah. your parents probably also <laughs> are telling you like hey you need to like stick this through and like do well um and like, I know from personal also, like, experience will be. I know from personal right. experience about that so well you're yeah. still here and you have a PhD <laughs> that's true so yes. my mom dro- drove me back to college that day you know when I was like I'm quitting <laughs> thanks mom <laughs> yes uh, that reminds me I was supposed to ask you too about your experiences um and if an expressive writing would have actually helped uh, any anxiety that you might have felt or did you even feel anxiety like going into to your first year how about you Liz I clearly had a lot I was like I'm quitting I don't <laughs> want to do this I don't know it was just like a lot of pressure being the first person in my family you know mm-hmm. to go to college and to excel so yeah yeah what about you Annie I don't know like maybe it's like a cultural difference who knows but like I had a much better experience particularly during my first year of college like in Korea, like the pressure to go to a good school, go to good university is like a big pressure. So I think having that off my pressure was like already so, um, mm. so uh, relieving. So like for the first few years in college, like I was fine. I just so much enjoyed uh, going to school. But then I think it was like third or fourth year in college when I actually had to start thinking about what I'm going to do after college and like, um, that's when the anxiety really kicked in. Um, and I really wished I knew this whole expressive writing literature then, then, you know, I could have been, uh, I could have been, I could have dealt with my anxiety better than I did. Yeah. I think in hindsight, it always seems that way, right? We're like, oh, we could have done this and this, like make it better, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, easily both of you turned out well, right? Like you're both doctors. You're both here on this podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did you something too, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, like, do you think that um, expressive writing actually would have helped you too in that case? I know from I mean, my personal. No. Oh, yeah. sorry, Go ahead. Go ahead. I know from my personal experience, like I've done more expressive writing in the past year than I ever have. Like I never mm. really wrote and mm. did like journaling. And for me, it's like helped tremendously. Like just like being able to like mm. think about my thoughts and like see it on paper. Um, so had I done that, you know, back in college, maybe things would have been a little bit different, you know, mm. but it works now. So that's good. Yeah. Um, my experience is that, so I had a really exper- interesting experience where uh, when I was in grad school, Obviously, uh, James Pennebaker was um, a faculty member there. So we knew so much about expressive writing and uh, all of the grad school, not all, but some of the grad school actually, you know, took that advice and started doing expressive writing uh, because grad school is just so nerve wracking. And, you know, I've seen so many students who benefited from it. And um, Mm. I also did started like, you know, trying to do, uh, trying to keep journals and um, that definitely helped out you know like sometimes you don't really have time to focus on your emotions and I think it's really important to set you know that small amount of time just really focusing on yourself and that you know definitely improves how you deal with difficult situations. So So then do either of you two ever feel worse after doing it? 
I'm usually, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's the pattern found in expressive writing literature too. Like once you first like confront your, you know, your fears, obviously your anxiety levels goes goes up. Uh, but in the long term, like if you continue doing it, that anxiety decreases uh, because you start to make sense of your emotions. You start to make sense of the fears that you had. Um, and then, you know, that definitely helps in the long term. And that makes sense too, right? Like if you're like thinking about something constantly and like ruminating on it and chances are you like pushed away, you don't want to like think about it, but then you're confronted with it, right? You're writing it on paper. You're seeing it firsthand. That's going to be overwhelming at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. So, uh, Thank you both uh, for sharing that, <laughs> uh, your experiences. Uh, I think it's like, it's nice to like also just hear like, it, other than just hearing like statistical results, like, oh, this is like, it's actually worked <laughs> in people's lives. Um, but it's not easy necessarily. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you can get into a flow of doing it, but like that first time that you have to do it, like, oh, I don't want to sit and write for 20 minutes about the things I'm scared about. Like, I'd rather like go listen to music or something, which like might maybe also have, has good uh, effects, but like, um in the long haul uh what's actually gonna work out um but maybe one thing that i can point out is that like in terms of expressive writing it won't work um as much if you write about Mm. the same thing like over and over again like the key Mm. point is that like you start to make sense of like you process your fears and you know whatever negative things that you are experiencing so um the point is that the how you think about that event should change like across like different like writing sessions but then if you keep writing about the same thing over and over again uh, that won't really help you process your experience so in that sense you know expressive writing won't help as much it's a good point yeah, if you're if you're constantly just saying like I'm scared, I don't know what to do. Like huh, yeah. that would not help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely something good about um being able to like just kind of confront your fears, and hopefully you can also like help to see like I, I look at this is something I sort of already said, but like that maybe it's not as bad as you're making in your head, but also maybe there are like actual avenues to, like overcome whatever anxiety that there is i guess one thing that i do also think about then is like there are times where th- things are just so uncontrollable and so bad <laughs> and like does does uh does it help to try and think of like how you, how you're feeling that that kind of case um or, or potentially like potential like solutions i guess to to what's um to what's happening I would say so, because even if you're not in control of your surrounding environment, right? Like you have control to determine how you feel, right? You can't control what's going on around you, but you can control like how you feel towards it. So, Mm -hmm. And one thing interesting is that, so this paper does mention something related to that. So like one thing that authors provide for an explanation for why there is no group differences across expressive writing and non-expressive writing group is that even those who were um, assigned to the non-expressive writing group, maybe, you know, they started, they wrote about things that they could plan ahead, you know, like things that how they should go about in college and like how should they plan, how they should plan for the future. And, you know, that could have 
been beneficial itself, you know, without the whole expressive literature, writing literature. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, that could be, that could have been one reason, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think both groups, they, they both ended up in, uh, decreasing anxiety symptoms, but they could have happened for completely different reasons, mm, yeah, uh, which exactly. is unfortunately can't tell in this in this study. Um, but that's something that like definitely should be done, I think. Like, that's such a good point that it's like, it's almost the idea of just matching whatever you're trying to do to like cope with the situation to the actual situation itself. So like, if something's uncontrollable, you might want to like just focus on your feelings rather than if something is controllable, you might want to focus, um, uh, focus. <laughs> more on the practical uh, sort of things like the actual solutions that you can take um and maybe that's that's also what's happening here um to, to some degree um we yeah, have cool no yeah good conversation thank you <laughs> <laughs> yes it was a good conversation a lot of questions um <laughs> hopefully you know they can all be answered uh, in future research <laughs> But not today, yes. unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely not today. Um, I, and maybe and maybe that's what we want to say for our last message here is that mm. like this work definitely should continue going, right? Mm -hmm. Like the idea of uh, uh, applying expressive writing to um, various uh, stressful and anxious kind of situations. I think that would be great. Um, and then also like particularly focusing on first year college students um, because of all the just novel stresses that are happening and potentially also just like not having the coping resources to, to deal with them. Um, like if we can prevent future mental disorders from happening, great. Like, and if it's something as easy as like expressive writing, like let's do it. Like, <laughs> what are we waiting for people? Um, but grab your pens, everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah, grab your pens. Um, and that's why more work needs to be done here to really understand why it works and when it works. Um, and we don't want to make the situation a little bit worse, uh, which can unfortunately happen sometimes. Um, so then on that note, um, what are we doing? We're going to do more of this. Uh, we want to talk more about stress and coping uh, throughout the rest of this month. Um, so expect more papers uh, and more discussions from the three of us. Um, and you can find us again uh, next Friday. We'll, we'll have another podcast episode. Uh, you'll find that on roomforresearch.com, as well as all of our other content, uh, such as our visual abstracts, our write-ups. And else the videos. Do we do? Um, <laughs> yes, videos. There's well. so much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and also social media, of course, um, uh, you'll find us on uh, any social media you can imagine at Room for Research. Uh, we also post all our stuff there. So feel free to uh, comment and follow us. And uh, we look forward to some more conversations. Uh, until next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.